Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Thursday, everyone. We are looking at the five purposes for which God has created us. And presently, we're looking at the third purpose, and that is to become like Christ. God's purpose for our life is that we would become like his son, Jesus. And the process of our becoming like Christ is called discipleship. It is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It is a process that will carry on throughout our entire lives. There's no end to it. Every day that we're on this earth is another opportunity for us to grow and become more like Christ. Now we have looked at the things that God uses for us to grow. And we have seen that discipleship involves disciplines. Reading God's word. Being with God's people. Spending time to meditate and talk to the Lord in prayer. All of these are disciplines that God uses to impart his life to us. But then we begin to look at unexpected tools that the Lord uses. Now these are the ones that trip us up many times. Because you will not understand life. You will not understand what's happening to you until you realize how God uses these unexpected tools to cause us to be more like Christ. Yesterday we looked at the first tool that God uses, and that's trouble. And we saw in Romans 5 and verse 3 that it says, Troubles produce patience, and patience produces character, and character produces hope. And hope is not disappointed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So we see that this process starts with trouble. Just as a mathematics professor may teach a lesson in class, but then he sends his students home with problems, problems to work out. And as a student works them out, they see how the principle applies in real life. Now this is exactly what happens in our life. In this world, we're going to have trouble. We're going to have problems. I said yesterday that life is a school and problems are the curriculum. Problems are situations designed by God in order to help us, not to hinder us. Just as a person who work out in the weight room, the more he works out, the more his muscles are strengthened. So God gives us troubles and problems to work out. And listen, life would be pretty boring if we didn't have any problems, because then we would have no challenges. We should never shy away from problems and troubles. They're just part of life, and as we handle them, we'll grow and be more like Christ. Now let's go on to the second thing that God uses that we would not expect, but it also causes us to grow in Christ, and that is temptations. God uses temptations to teach us to obey him. Now what is a temptation? Temptations are situations designed by Satan to harm us and to hurt us. But you see, God is big enough and the greatness of his power is so much that he can actually turn the things that Satan means for evil to work together for our good. Now for that to happen, we have to cooperate. You see, every temptation provides us a choice. 
And when I choose to follow God rather than to follow Satan, I will grow. I will become more like Christ. You see, choices are needed to develop character in our lives. You know something that I have discovered? That every step of spiritual growth is accompanied by a choice or a decision that I have made. Spiritual growth is not automatic. You don't grow just because you've been a Christian for so long. We grow as we apply the life of Christ to the difficulties, the problems, and the temptations that come our way. And when we do, that which Satan has designed as a stumbling stone becomes a stepping stone into more and more of Christ's life being expressed through us. So this is a very, very important principle for us to understand. Some people think they shouldn't face temptations. Well, listen, Jesus faced temptations, and the temptations that he faced helped prepare him and propel him into the ministry that God had for him. Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness with temptations just before he began his ministry. It was almost as if it was preparatory for him to be ready to do the work that God had for him. So, if Jesus faced temptation, guess what? We're going to face them as well. So, understand why they come. And realize when you're tempted, it's not because you're weak, but it is because you are now given an opportunity to step up into more of Christ's life. Now let's look at some truths about temptation. Number one, we need to realize that it is not sin to be tempted. Now, this is pretty obvious. We know that Jesus never sinned, and yet he was tempted. So it is not a sin to be tempted. Just because you have the desire for something, just because the thought crosses your mind or a stirring within your flesh towards something that's evil does not mean that you have sinned. It just means that you are being tempted. Martin Luther used to say, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. That's so true. We're in this world, and because we're in this world, we're going to be tempted. There are situations all around us, and Satan's going to put all kinds of billboards up before us trying to entice us into sin. But just because you read the billboard doesn't mean that you have engaged in the sin. I mean, if you're driving down the road and you see a billboard advertising some kind of restaurant, just reading the billboard doesn't mean that you have pulled off the road and entered into the restaurant. No, realize that temptation is not sin. Listen, I tell you, this will help you so much. I remember feeling every time I was tempted that I was weak and I shouldn't be tempted in this kind of thing. And as if to have the thought meant that, well, you want to do it, so you might as well go ahead and do it anyway. Well, no, I don't want to do it. Now, it might be that my flesh is drawn towards something, but that doesn't mean the totality of me, body, soul, and spirit, wants to do this. You see, we're not to live after the flesh. We're not to pander to our lusts. But they will rise up. They will draw us in certain directions. And that, of course, is what James says. James in chapter 1 and verse 14 says, But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So we see the process here. Just being drawn away by your lust is not sin. It has to conceive. And when it is conceived, it brings forth sin. Now, be careful here, because you don't have to do the act in order to sin. Jesus said, 
just to lust after a woman in your heart, you've already committed adultery. But notice, he didn't say, he that has a lustful thought has committed adultery. No, we are going to be exposed to thoughts and temptations. But it's what you do with those. If you receive them and entertain them and dwell on them, well, then that's when we're going to get in trouble. Because then, as soon as your heart agrees with it, then whether you go ahead and do the act or not, you've already sinned because you have agreed with it in your heart. You have lusted in your heart. Now, that's sin. But understand the distinction here, and it's a very, very important one. I have talked to so many people that are under a false condemnation because any time they feel a stirring of their lust, they feel like now they are defeated and they've already sinned, and so now I might as well just give in and go ahead. No, that's not the case. You need to realize that when you are tempted and thoughts come to you or feelings are stirred, or as the scripture says, there's some kind of drawing of our lust, that that's not sin within itself. Right then you have a choice. Right then you need to know this is either a stumbling stone or is this a stepping stone. Now I can make a choice. I can choose to be like Christ. I can choose to allow his life to come through me. And when we do that, we grow, and that which Satan has intended for evil now actually becomes something that causes us to grow spiritually. So that's the first thing. Remember that it's not a sin to be tempted. Now the second thing that we need to remember is that everyone is tempted in the same ways. All of us. The Bible says that there's no temptation but such as is common to man, but that God will, with the temptation, provide a way to escape. Now, this is another one of Satan's tricks. He wants you to feel like you're the only one that has this temptation. And so you better not tell anyone else about this. You better keep this very quiet because everyone would just be aghast if you were ever to share the temptation that you have. He wants you to feel like, oh, you're so weak. You're so terrible to have this temptation. And no one else struggles with the things that you struggle with. Listen, the Bible says it's common to man. And if it's common to man, we can even know that Jesus faced these temptations. In fact, the Bible says that he was tempted in every point, such as we are, yet without sin. He did not sin, but he experienced the temptation of the sins that we have. But Satan wants you to feel this terrible condemnation to come over you, like you are such a terrible person to have this temptation. So he wants you to clam up. He wants you to hide your sin. He never wants you to confess it to anyone because he knows if you do, that is a way to escape. That if we confess our sins one to another, that he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And that as we expose our sins to the light, when we share our temptations with other people and have them join with us and pray for us and we have an accountability partner that we're able to share our deepest struggles with, that we will well be on the way to overcoming any temptation that he brings our way. So, realize that it's not sin to be tempted. Realize that everyone is tempted in the same way. And thirdly, realize that you're never going to outgrow temptation. See, here's another point. Satan wants to get you in the mindset that if we were spiritual and really strong in the Lord, that we would not be tempted. But that's not the case. I mean, Jesus was perfect. Jesus was the Son of God. 
and he was tempted. How do you think we're going to escape it? We're not. We're going to be tempted. You're never going to outgrow temptation. It's always going to be there. Our flesh is wired for sin. So what you have to do is go around and pull all the plugs out of the walls of our flesh so that the power can't get to sinful acts. But I tell you, you're still wired for sin in your flesh. And as soon as you let down your guard, as soon as you allow your lust to be drawn away, it doesn't matter how spiritual you are, you still have the capacity to sin and temptation can be very, very strong. So remember these things. The Bible says we're not ignorant of his devices and his strategies. And greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. So understand these things. And as we do, we're going to be victorious and overcome temptations. And they are going to be stepping stones to being more like Christ. We'll continue all of this tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.